Good morning. Welcome to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent. We gather as a community of all ages this morning as an inclusive spiritual community. We're seeking to inspire love, work for justice, and grow in community. Whoever you are, we welcome you. Wherever you come from, we welcome you. Whomever we love, we welcome you. May this be a house where you can bring your whole self. Would you join me now in the words written by Susan Davison Archer for the chalice lighting? You'll find them in your order of service. The earth is warming. The bird's song increases. The sweeter breezes brush our cheeks. And the earth holds hope in its seeds and buds. Come, let us light our chalice this morning with joyful noise, with warm hearts, and with hopeful spirits. For we are one with the renewal of the earth and blessedly held in the love of one another. Khalil Gibran says, like the seeds dreaming beneath the snow, your heart dreams of spring. Ah, my heart does dream of spring. Spring is my favorite. Right around this time of year when I was a child, my mother would declare a mud day and mud days were the best. My brothers and I would gear up in our old stained clothes and head outside with instructions to go into the woods behind the house, get dirty, and don't come back until you are muddy. (laughs) And we did. Oh, we did. And while we were doing this important work of childhood, I remember so clearly that when I would get tired, I would just sit and observe the many transitions taking place in our woods. Belly heavy mama robins flying with purpose, trees with tiny buds forming, green shoots of grass breaking through the dead leaves of the ground, squirrels scampering and preparing nests, and buttercups opening up for the sun. I would sit there with a smile on my face, and I would just watch the earth come alive. Every spring when it's warm in the sun and cold in the shade and the rains begin their work of bringing the world back to life, the smell of the outdoors, the rain and the earth brings me back to these memories of my childhood. And I smile again. I smile for the beauty of life unfolding and I smile in awe of the journey of spring and the rebirth that is miraculously taking place. Come, let us worship together. I came to this church in search of a spiritual community where I could feel safe, explore my beliefs, ask questions, and continue my journey of self-discovery and knowing. I was fortunate and found a space that welcomed me, allowed me to connect with many beautiful souls who have accepted me with my humanness and imperfections. I continue to find joy in a community that challenges me, encourages me, and witnesses my ongoing journey without judgment. The work of our church has spoken to me through many vehicles. I found joy in our small group ministry program where I had the gift of developing deeper relationships, sharing in conversation, and the exchange of ideas about a wide variety of topics and concerns. I found connection and shared passion as I was welcomed into our social justice group and was energized by the exchange of many ideas and concerns with veterans of the group, some who are still with us and some who have passed or moved on, leaving their powerful legacies for me to continue to use as inspiration. Another gift to me and to our family has been the OWL and the RE programming. 
They provided us with wonderful opportunity to explore and learn about our UU values while debating and discussing with other members of this congregation. Isabel and I have both deepened our relationships with others while teaching and participating in both of these programs. For these and so many other reasons, our family donates every year in the stewardship campaign because the work of this church reaches out to us and to others in so many ways. Our church community is willing to ask difficult questions, to do the work to find the answers to them, and holding space for many differing perspectives. It's with gratitude that I reciprocate by pledging to continue this work. And I think Isabella wants to share some. Hi, I'm Isabella. So I came to this church when I was but a toddler. At first, I'll admit, I was a little disgruntled. I mean, I wasn't the center of the attention for like an hour. Shocking, I know, right? But as I started to grow up and the years passed, I really found a place within our community here from the wonderful RE programs to the music here at church, just, just the basic community here. I felt really welcomed. I think how our church tries to reach out to one another around the world too to help people is amazing. And the spiritual network here is really nice. In few places, can you truly say that you won't be judged for deciding that your faith is different than someone else's in your church? But here, I really feel that's true. Thank you. It wouldn't be our annual campaign uh, for pledge, pledge Drive if I didn't tell another one of my favorite stories. This one is about bats. There was a small Ohio town where the ministers of the various congregations would gather every month, and they'd talk about issues and things concerning them. There had been an incredible infestation of bats. There were bats everywhere, tons and tons of bats. So the ministers decided this next month they met, they'd talk about how they were solving that issue. Well, the Methodist minister says, now in the good book, it says that God gave us dominion over the earth. So I decided to teach the bats a lesson. I took my shotgun out there thinking I'd scare them away, right? So I fired it, but my aim was so terrible, I blew a hole in the tower and they come and go more freely. The Unitarian Universalist minister smiled. She knows that bats are an important part of the ecosystem. They eat bugs and mosquitoes. Why, last Sunday, her congregation had celebrated winged furry animal Sunday. <laughs> there was a Mary Oliver poem. They sang all creatures great and small, and someone did some liturgical dance you know, about bats. She confessed that she'd gone up to the tower, taken a humane trap, caught them, taken them way out in the woods, fed them, but they'd been so well treated, they not only returned, they brought their friends with them. The Episcopal priest smiled. He says, I went up into the tower, I baptized them, I confirmed them and I gave them pledge cards, and I haven't seen or heard from them since. <laughs> So today we celebrate the completion of our annual pledge drive. At this point, we have received 55 pledges totaling $128,755. Thank you. So that's good news. The bad news is that we only need another $164,550 to fully fund our budget for the fiscal year of 2020. If you've not yet made your promise of support for next year, please do so soon so we can finalize our budget. I now invite Marianne Yeagler, chair of our generosity team, to bring our pledges forward and present them. Thank you. With grateful hearts for all that is and hope for what might yet be, 
We give and receive these promises of our time, our talents, and our money. They represent a shared commitment on our part to make this a home for people of free faith, where together we continue to find inspiration and strength in community, do the work of social justice, care for the earth, celebrate the pleasures and challenges of living, and grow in mind and spirit. May the doors of this house of promise and possibility always be open to welcome every person who comes to give and receive the gifts of spirit and life to be found here. Through the abundance we celebrate this morning, may the flame of our liberal faith continue to burn brightly in the world. May it be so, and it is together through the spirit of generosity that we continue to make it so. Have you ever watched a seed grow? Have you ever noticed how it begins? So small, so still, so quiet. Like a gift wanting to be opened and how slowly it wakes up, begins to unfold, growing into something larger and larger and larger. Then you know that whatever comes from a seed usually ends up looking very little. Like the little seed it came, like the little seed it came from, which is also true of the very first seed. Once, long, long ago, way back before the beginning, so long ago that there was no such thing as time, because there was no one there to count it. Everywhere was huge, a deep and mysterious place like something waiting to happen. There were no stars, no sun, and no moon. There was no place like earth, nor a drop of water, or a single tree, or a rock, or a flower, and no living things anywhere. But in that deep waiting space, was hidden the tiniest point of something. No bigger than a seed. It was not a flower seed. It was not an oak seed. It was not a seed of corn, although all of those things were included in this seed. You might call it an everything seed because that is what it was and that is what it became. No one knows where the first seed came from, or how it was planted, or how it knew, in the way that only a seed seems to know. How long to wait just for that right moment to sprout and grow. So I invite you to take a sunflower seed and pass them around. This tiny seed, cradled and nourished in the rich soil of space, woke up and broke open and began to unfold. Unfolding, unfolding, and blossoming forth into an enormous blazing ball of bright light, like the great grandmother sun. And the universe was born. 
Out fluttered the galaxies like a storm of snowflakes swirling and gathering into the brightest, most blindingly beautiful cloud of stars. And out of those star clouds whirled our very own star and the one we call the sun and our earth and our moon and all the round spinning planets that we have learned now how to name. And this is the secret of that tiny seed. You and I were there in the very beginning, just as the idea for each leaf on a big oak tree lies hidden inside an acorn. We were there with all of the stars and planets, all the rocks and oceans, plants, animals, and people. Everything that is now, ever was, or ever will be, was inside of that first tiny seed. So whenever you hold a seed in your hand, and wonder what it could become. Imagine how you and all that is here once came from the tiniest speck of an everything seed before it sprouted and grew long, long ago in the way back beginning of time. Now if this were an ordinary story, it would end right here. But this story of the universe keeps unfolding. What once began in a blazing blossom of light continues every day. New stars sprout open in the deep soil of space. New plants and animals appear on the earth. And seeds of many kinds are scattered everywhere to help us remember. And new people are born every day with the spark of that first light still alive burning deep inside, waiting, like the everything seed, to shine in ways that are yet to be known. Yeah.
Dear old man Winter, you worked really hard this year and I hate to be mean, but you're fired. <laughs> Spring started on Wednesday and it's time for you to leave. See you in December and don't feel like you have to rush back. Love, Stephen. <laughs> we all have our favorite seasons. Mine is spring. I love the energy. I love watching as the gray and the brown give way to color, as spring flowers bloom and trees and grass turn green once again. It's a time to rejoice, so it's no wonder there are many celebrations around the world as spring arrives. Noru's the Iranian New Year, Hanami, the old Japanese custom of enjoying beautiful flowers, Ostara, which is the pagan celebration of spring, Holi, the festival of spring, love and color in India, there's Purim, the Jewish holiday of freedom and possibility, and many other festivals, all of them inviting us to reflect on the rebirth of the earth and to be reminded that we are a part of this eternal cycle. Our Unitarian Universalist seventh principle affirms that we are each a part of the interconnected web of all of life. Part of our spiritual growth is to honor our interconnectedness with the earth letting ourselves flow in body and in spirit with the turning of the seasons and feeling gratitude and joy for the blessing of being alive. We are also invited to learn about life as we watch it unfold around us. As spring arrives, we are witness to life's power to renew itself, to triumph in spite of sometimes huge odds and the amazing abundance of energy, the frenzy of new growth. Spring teaches us to be resilient which is the ability to recover from difficulties and be strong again. I found a wonderful poem by Deb Reenstra titled Resilience that captures spring. So first thing after they moved in, the neighbors dug up Ruth's old garden, a front yard oddity that had appeared, shaggy, extravagant, sprawling, wherever her springtime sweat cast its charms. The new people pulled out her spindly jungle of asparagus, tore up the nasturtium border whose sensuous petals like mangoes you could pluck and eat. They hacked down six-foot sunflowers, mowed over silky native grasses that flowed on breezy days like a woman's hair. The little pawpaw tree they decided to keep, they mowed around it. Grinning and waving at us as we strolled by, they spent a hot September weekend digging and seeding, laying straw, staking off squares of flat potential decency. The straw muddied, the winds came. Snow fell, then melted, the weather warmed, and Ruth's earth took its revenge. A hundred tulips shot up in the feeble spring lawn, raising first their cocked leaves, then their green, defiant heads. And that is resilience. You can just hear the tulips laughing in sheer exuberation and defiance. Spring invites us to discover our own resilience and to join in the recreation of the world and ourselves. It invites us to laugh in sheer exuberance and defiance. To know that life will not be denied and that it wants to thrive. Spring is saying to us, here we grow. You can do it too. Says the green shoots that are pushing up through the soil, the leaves opening on the trees, the spring flowers taking the risk of blooming even though there may be more snow or cold. Just watch us, they all say. This is how it's done. We spent the winter resting and preparing ourselves for this time of new growth. As spring offers its unexpected joys and surprises, we wonder, what will the days ahead bring us? 
We don't know, but we can join in the creative work of spring and decide who we want to be in this new spiritual year. We know our lives will continue as we grow, we mature, we change, age, learn, laugh, love, wonder, make mistakes, ask our questions, and experience life's sorrows and joys. During our guided meditation, perhaps you thought about something you wanted to grow in yourself, a new skill or habit, a spiritual practice, a way of being that makes the world a better place. Any time is good for spiritual growth, but there's something about the spring that invites us to work on it. There may be something you need to let go of that no longer serves you. The warmer weather inspires us to cast off what we no longer need, whether it's a sweater or an old habit. We may clean debris from a flower bed or a closet, or we may want to clean out our minds. What's important is that we don't just wait around for these changes to happen, whether it's in our lives, in this congregation, or in our world. If we want something to be different, we need to do the work required to make that change. It's up to us to be like Ruth's tulips, to pop up, show up, and create beauty and hope in the world. We've been given this opportunity with the gift of this spring. Let us use it well. As we celebrate the return of spring and the world once again awakens around us, may we rejoice in life's gifts and join in life's great song. So have you heard the expression, April showers bring May flowers? Yeah. The rain, when it comes, renews the earth and brings the flowers into bloom. We're going to help the rain come and get a little physical activity in this morning by doing one of my favorite activities called the rainstorm. As we do this together, I'm going to invite you to think about the importance of water. Without water, there would be no spring, no life, no world as we know it. Friday was the United Nations Annual Observance of World Water Day which is a time to think about our water, to remember those working to protect our water, and to think about all people who do not have clean, safe water to drink. In 2010, the United Nations recognized the right to safe and clean drinking water and sanitation as a human right that is essential for the full enjoyment of life and all human rights. One of our green sanctuary project areas is working for clean, safe water for all people, which is social justice work we can do together. So I invite you to rise in spirit and in body as you're able for this. And I will give you instructions for each part of it. And we will just let the storm open up and do what it needs to do. So we'll begin this way. storm's really coming, and this is the fun part. So for lightning and thunder, you can clap. You can stomp and rumble. You can do that for lightning bolts. All right. Do wind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, I think the storm has done enough damage. <laughs> Bring it back to the rain. Great storm, thank you. You're welcome to be seated. Kristen Collins says we give ourselves, we give to remind ourselves how many gifts we have to offer. We give to remember that we are a part of something bigger than ourselves. We give because we believe in music and love and a sacred space. We give with the faith that together we have enough. This congregation, the UU Church of Kent, thrives because of each of you believing in music, love, and sacred space. And you so generously give of your time and your talents and gifts and your financial resources. So thank you. Knowing that together we do have enough, we now give and receive the offering as a sign of our shared commitment to the life and work of this congregation and beyond. Rejoicing because spring is truly in the air. We extinguish our chalice to bring this time of worship to its end and to prepare to go out in the world and bloom. Remember that now, if this were an ordinary story, it would end right here. But the story of the universe keeps unfolding. What once began in a blazing blossom of light continues every day. New stars sprout open in the deep soils of space, and new plants and animals appear on the earth. Seeds of many kinds are scattered everywhere to help us remember, and new people are born every day with that spark of that first light still alive and burning deep inside, waiting, 
like the everything seed, to shine in ways that are yet to be known. Now blessed by this time together and rejoicing in the gift of spring, let us go forth in joy and in hope to continue inspiring love, seeking justice, and growing in community. May it be so, and amen.